Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the Mr. Beacon podcast. My name's Steve Statler of Statler Consulting, uh, and I'm here today with uh, Oza uh, Dondamajul. Oza, did I massacre your name? Or... No, that was great. That was great. Thanks, Stephen. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. So, Oza, you are the general manager for Meridian Apps, which is uh, one of the businesses within HP Enterprises uh, Aruba uh, company. And um, I am just so excited that you guys are part of our ecosystem because you make all of us look better because you're a grown-up company with thousands of customers and in fact thousands of employees. And I was at your, um, just in full disclosure, I did speak at your um, at your developer conference last month or the month before last, which was amazing. And I was just struck by this sea of people that were there and it just kind of makes me feel that uh, the, this beacon ecosystem is being adopted by more than just uh, startups. So uh, thanks for making us look good. Yeah, absolutely. Great to be here. Great to be part of the ecosystem. It's an up and coming area of technology. But, you know, as Aruba, we have always been um, uh, wireless slash mobility geeks, right? The conference that you attended was called Airheads. Right, so we uh, like to deliver new pieces of technology to that community and have them evaluated, kick the tires, make sure that it's ready for them to use in large scale, similar to the adoption curve that we went through with Wi-Fi. Well, I have a principle, which is you can always judge the health of the ecosystem by the parties that the companies throw that are in it. And if your parties are any measure of it, then, then business is going quite well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, the, the interesting part is the Airheads crowd essentially wakes up in the morning and says, how am I going to support a mobility infrastructure, right? Times have changed slightly, right? It's very similar to our day-to-day lives where we're accustomed to waking up, grabbing a piece of digital equipment and interacting with everyone around us. And in our social lives, we know how that infrastructure is built by the service providers, by internet pipelines and the base stations and everything else. And in the enterprise, in the workplace, that experience is not being accepted as just normal, just standard, right? Outside, we know who they are. They're the service providers doing this in large scale. And indoors, there are the IT teams who are adapting uh, the mobility infrastructure in large scale. So it's great to, great to work with them and introduce these type of new technologies uh, to them and see what they think. Well, you know, the developer ecosystem is an important part of the progression of the the beacon ecosystem and i think we'll probably come back to that later in our discussion but just before we get right into the thick of it um, we're going to talk about some new news today which i'm excited to hear about because i think it's very relevant to where the 
market's going, but can you just remind us what the Meridian Beacon offering consists of as of last week? Absolutely. So the Meridian solution starts with actually um, the Aruba wireless land infrastructure as a basis, right? Uh, can we deploy our solution in third-party environments when it comes to a third-party wireless land solution? Yes, we have seen examples of that, very successful deployments of that, but primarily our go-to-market motion starts with a successful implementation of, a, of an Aruba wireless LAN network. That Aruba wireless LAN network utilizes two wireless technologies today, um, traditionally known Wi-Fi, 11AC, and secondly, Bluetooth low energy, Bluetooth 4. Uh, we have been shipping Bluetooth 4 and Wi-Fi enabled access points for a while, actually. We have shipped over a million of those APs deployed, running today, both of those wireless technologies running. That gives us an ability to not only rely on Wi-Fi for things like Wi-Fi location analytics type of solutions uh, from a location service perspective, but also Bluetooth powered use cases. Common use cases for those are proximity engagement, right? So I'm a retail store, I have a, a lots of Aruba APs deployed in my retail stores. And what I wanna do is I want to use the beacons inside the APs to engage with my users who might be carrying my mobile app. You know, they're my most loyal customers, my fans, my frequent visitors. I want to engage with them and I want to count their presence, gather some important analytics from their presence. So proximity engagement comes one. Secondly, uh, indoor uh, wayfinding comes to mind. So basically that blue dot, glowing blue dot experience indoors, right? I'm driving on the highway. I'm on Google Maps. I can see where I am and I can discover things around me, why can't I do that indoors? So we said, okay, let's try to solve that challenge too. Uh, so Meridian offers indoor mapping technology, indoor routing, turn-by-turn directions, and a blue dot using that Aruba WLAN infrastructure on that map. Um, and uh, next up from there was, we said, hey, this technology is really good, but let's not make it so hard to adapt. And given that beacon infrastructure requires not only centralized management and centralized uh, uh, software tools, we said, why don't we enable people to build mobile apps really quickly? So Meridian also integrates an app maker component that is actually being used in HPE offices and EBC centers, several of our high profile customers and Aruba itself across many of its campus locations, uses as a mobile intranet tool. Some of our customers use it as a primary patient engagement tool. Uh, basically a basic app making capability that gets started, um, that our customers can adapt and test their mobile engagement projects before investing heavily in third party ecosystem solutions. Now, the fourth piece of the puzzle from there is what the topic of, the, of our discussion, I guess today, it's the asset tracking. Solution, right? So we're so going to use new. that. So up until now, it's been, part. if I wanted to make a mobile app, then I think the roots of Meridian were that ability to create apps. And then you've, then you've got this blue dot, where am I? And then you've got the navigation, how do I get to where, where I want to get to? And just to be clear, you don't have to have the app creation tool in place to use the other bit. I can write my own app and use your APIs. Is that the case? Absolutely. So for example, at public deployments such as uh, Stanford Health or Levi Stadium, Churchill Downs, 
um, our ecosystem partners rely on our mapping technology, routing technology, um, Aruba Bluetooth infrastructure to create that experience on a custom application. And usually as customers realize that our app making capability is, is good enough for them to get started, to learn the crafts of mobile engagement, and they're having success in engaging with their primary audience, whether it be fans for a brand or patients for a healthcare institution or employees for a corporate campus, they start realizing, huh, this is actually changing not a not just an incremental change, but actually giving us new opportunities of engagement. I mean, things that we were not feel like we could do before, right? At Levi Stadium, people can order food from the mobile phone, and that becomes an independent revenue stream that was never there before. I can notify patients 24 hours before they get to my uh, my hospital, filling out their information, uh, which was not possible before because we used to rely on pen and paper before, right? So even the operational stuff, operational procedures that we go through as a fan or as a patient changes and business look at that and go, huh, I can actually change the way I would do business. You know what? I love the fact that Urbus helped me get started at a low cost point with this app making capability and indoor mobile engagement. I'm going to take it up a notch. I'm going to go hire the one, the ecosystem partners from Aruba Meridian. I'm going to have them build me much feature rich, a much more engaging um, and uh, design wise, much better looking uh, mobile apps to take it up to the next step. So just a couple of things, because I want to tease people a little bit longer about what the new news is and just make sure we've got a very firm foundation. <laughs> but before I do that, let me just say that I love the Stanford Healthcare app and this ability to do the line busting. It just kills me every time I go to the doctors and there's a big line and you know that the people behind the counter, the nurses and the doctors are waiting for patients and the patients are waiting to see them. It just seems nuts that you have to wait in a line in the 21st yeah. century. So the fact that you can actually have that automatic check-in because the app knows that someone's in the waiting room is fantastic. So let me just kind of flatter you a little bit with that and then get into a bit of detail. Let's just quickly round out the picture of where you are as of last week. So you have all this cloud software uh, APIs, but you have hardware as well. And there's the access points. Um, do all Aruba access points now, all the new products, are they coming with Bluetooth standard or is it an option? It actually comes with Bluetooth standard, no change in price point. Um, we felt like it was a needed component because we can manufacture these access points in large quantities, we actually did not take a hit in our COGS structure. Mm -hmm. So we're not reflecting any cost increase to our customers. Outdoor APs, wall mount APs, desktop mount APs, there's over a dozen AP models now that come with Bluetooth standard. So as um, you start to retire the old products then base and the new ones come along, they'll all have Bluetooth so it becomes ubiquitous. That, that is correct. And, but it's beyond, you have more than just the access points, don't you? Because you've got beacons, so you can actually buy an Aruba beacon, uh, which is, oh, I should have, I've got some, they're kind of matchbox size <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah, they're all around the office here as well. Yeah, so yeah. those are good. And at the conference, you kind of basically plastered those all over a massive hotel uh, very quickly, and we got navigation from that. But you also have these Wi-Fi 
gateways, um, which, 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 which I think is important because if you've got, like I've got a client at the moment, we're um, a big manufacturer of, of things, um, nothing to do with te- technology, um, and they have some of the new access points and some of the old access points. So you basically provide this device so that they can fill in the blank spots um, there. So that's, that's that correct. wasn't really much of a question. But I just yeah. wanted to fill in the gaps. So, 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 what's new today? Yeah. So, um, there is one piece of the puzzle that, again, we're learning from our social uh, lives, right? Um, we've been monitoring what people have been doing with their smartphones in their smart homes. Location-based interaction is definitely comes to mind. But then they've also been using uh, the Bluetooth radio to track things. So now if I go out of this campus and uh, track somebody down and say, hey, how do you track your keys at home when you, when you, after you are sick of losing them? They'll probably tell us, hey, I just put a tile tag on it, you know, $20, $25, use a smartphone app. And that became a really standard answer. Some people are putting GPS tags on um, on big physical items as well, like their cars, to pinpoint them in a large parking lot. So those same people who utilize that technology show up at work next day. And similar to our experience, let's say, for example, the Stanford experience, right? We got accustomed to checking into flights 24 hours in advance on using a smartphone app and carrying the, carrying the check-in um, um, boarding pass on our mobile phone. And then it translated into a Stanford healthcare use case. So the same patients there are now looking at um, Stanford and saying, hey, this is a use case that I'm not very comfortable with. That experience, we felt like it's going to translate itself into even a, uh, a similar use case for asset tracking. So we went to our customers and said, hey, well, you have this mobility infrastructure. It's now enabled Bluetooth in addition to Wi-Fi. We know that Bluetooth can be relatively useful in tracking assets. What are you doing to track assets? Then do you have any need? And they said, well, uh, first of all, we have to build a separate infrastructure for that. Secondly, uh, we have asset tracking needs, but software tools are quite expensive to purchase and operate with. And third, you know, when we implemented the solution, we got the accuracy that we wanted, but ease of use became a problem. Like we couldn't enable people to uh, use a mobile app, for example, to track uh, the assets they want to track and get in touch with. Uh, others at the same time, you know, using a mobile engagement app to track place marks, people, as well as, as well as a, a piece of um, piece of physical asset. Uh, so we decided to do something about it. Uh, we looked at the asset tracking market, and uh, we said, uh, you know, how can we improve the solution set that's available in the market while continuing to stay friendly to the rest of the market. Uh, improving the value of our WLAN. Very good. So why, um, you know, from a, from a business perspective, 
I can see why this is of benefit to hospitals. And I know from personal experience that manufacturers are looking at this because it's like they've, been, they've grown up watching Star Trek and Star Wars and they just can't believe that you can lose stuff, uh, valuable stuff, uh, and it's wasting people's time. They're having to write it off. And does, does this have any commercial implications for, for you guys? You know, why is this a good business for a technology vendor to be in? A very good question. So at the end of the day, Aruba has a single mantra that has been the case uh, from uh, 2002 and since its foundation. We always believe that the primary connectivity method to the network needs to be mobile. And uh, asset tracking essentially enables that for physical assets that have no way to connecting to the network. So first, we're solving the challenge of connecting them back to the network. So uh, we can eventually down the road rely on third-party tags to do this, third-party Bluetooth tags, but we just wanted to prove to the market that this could be done with the existing wireless and infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So we innovated on Aruba tags. So Aruba tags come in one shape and form in this initial release in June, but it will change and it will come in a variety of different forms in the upcoming quarters. And uh, as I mentioned, it might start supporting third-party tags as well. Uh, but these Aruba tags connect what's not connected. And as these things move, who else but the mobility infrastructure to find where they are, to help people find them, service them, count numbers of them in a specific floor or a specific zone, way fine to where those physical assets have moved very quickly. We're already there. We already have indoor mapping technology. We already have a way to create zone and floor-based definitions. We already have developer tools that can scale beyond just a single site that can look at multiple thousands of sites across millions of tags, thanks to our scalable cloud service. And we also have access to the, most of the time, the missing link, the uh, infrastructure component in the middle. And that's the Aruba WLAN, right? So we see it as a incremental capability to our wireless LAN value prop. But uh, we see this also as a valuable uh, entry point for many Aruba WLAN customers to start trying out asset tracking. And when we looked at the market, we said, this is, this is like one of the coolest technologies that people can deploy in their environment. I mean, hospitals losing chairs and they're having a hard time tracking them, counting their presence. Why is nobody using them? And they basically said, it's just expensive to maintain a separate infrastructure so hopefully with this entry level solution, tracking physical assets, we're opening doors, we're opening some eyes to the fact that this is in fact possible, this is in fact can be deployed in large scale. And we're also very cognizant about the fact that our customers' needs will evolve from Bluetooth-based technology to ultra-wideband, to specialized RFID, to GPS, to NFC-based solutions that we do not provide today, but many of our ecosystem partners like Stanley Healthcare provide, and they can consume that context in a single pane of glass, you know, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi context from us, and from their specialized infrastructure, uh, the additional asset tracking context. So we see this as a value to our uh, to the 
asset tracking ecosystem uh, by making a play in it, uh, enabling many Aruba WLAN customers to try out asset tracking in their own environment, to believe that it's a viable use case, and go and expand from there and start using even more specialized components from the likes of Stanley. So, um, so you're not going to be doing the like submeter accuracy with this. Uh, what, what level of accuracy should we expect? And I know that's there's a lot of variables there, but yeah. um, clearly there's a play with very expensive ultra wideband tags and infrastructure where you can get more accuracy. What level of accuracy should we expect? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Expect from this offering? So very good question. So I'm going to tell you a little bit of backstory of how we got here. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of long hours uh, in the Aruba hardware team. Uh, Aruba's CTO office is also engaged. Um, we have uh, tested a variety of different environments in the lab, in the RF cages, in office environments, in hospitals, in large retail store facilities. And what we realized is location, technology is hard. For those companies who think that Creating a location engine is just a work over the weekend. <laughs> you know, you might want to think again. Okay? Yeah, so for sure. The, um, so the good news is Aruba has a lot of expertise, not only wireless infrastructure space, but also in creating a uh, stable set of algorithms that can actually take advantage of this uh, massive wireless and infrastructure. So the work goes back to how are we going to enable that location and technology in the first place? So we said, we're going to first be very practical about which wireless land deployments where where we're going to say we offer support for. So we looked at our wireless land install base and we said, what are the access point design requirements today for a good performance, five gigahertz coverage, voice and video ready network, basically a, a um, criteria that you would expect from any wireless LAN today, mm-hmm. right? And that was uh, 15, um, uh, 50 feet, 15 to 20 meters between each access point. Mm-hmm. So, okay, that's our design criteria. And uh, we said, do we need to do fingerprinting? Can we do fingerprinting? The clear answer that we got from our customers was no. If you start doing fingerprinting, too much friction between IT and the line of business. We cannot move fast enough. Plus, RF environment always changes. Interference sources, new wireless equipment 
getting, you know, uh, going into the environment. So our fingerprinting was also out the door. So we said, okay, let's build a scalable cloud infrastructure that can learn from the presence of not only few access points around a specific tag being tracked, but many, and build a system which can eventually, in real time, test and deploy multiple location algorithms. No location algorithm is going to be perfect for every single environment mm -hmm. because things change, mm -hmm. environments change. So that's what we're building in the cloud, learns from the readings of access points over time. So there's a certain amount of averaging is involved. I don't want to call it machine learning because it is not machine learning today, but we're building the foundation for averaging lots of data crunching. Mm -hmm. And secondly, we're building the foundation to um, eliminate the need to install just one perfect location algorithm because based on our experience, just doesn't exist. Just like a perfect RF fingerprint doesn't exist. So um, given those requirements, given those parameters, we are able to achieve three meters of accuracy when the access points are deployed 15 to 20 meters and within one to two minutes. The latency really has something to do with how long the tags chirp. Mm -hmm. um, so based on that, based on the amount of data that we require to average out and to place a tag uh, on the map, uh, we felt like one to two minutes was an acceptable threshold while keeping the tag battery life up to two years. And of course, maintaining the cost point for the tag that we heard uh, from our customers. So, a long answer to the short question, but uh, it's kind of important to discuss all these different parameters that happen in the background. It is really important. There's a whole bunch of questions that come out of your answer. So, first of all, you've introduced a new tag. Is that right? For, for that's this? correct. That's correct. So, so this is kind of um, I'm, I can't. I always get confused between. American confectionery and British confectionery, but it's the size of a Murray mint. Is it kind of like that size as opposed to the, the matchbox? It's kind of smaller, so presumably smaller battery. And so you're, you're reducing the, the chirping to, I mean, so in the uh, iBeacon world, it was 10 times a second, which is, which is a lot. Presumably this is a lot less frequent than that. Yeah, it is. It is chirping every six seconds. Mm -hmm. And, um, it is chirping at, of course, at the uh, highest power that the radio allow, allows um, so that the Aruba access points can hear it, process it, package it, share it with the Meridian Cloud Service. And uh, that gives us a battery, love, battery life of uh, two years, as I mentioned. And we have seen um, environments which might require higher chirp rates, mm -hmm. but we need to start to walk before we run. And uh, many of our customers, this is a, this is an, uh, you know, we're at the end of the day, a mobility infrastructure. We're not a uh, tag manufacturer company. You might see us work with our customers as they bring new requirements to the table and uh, tag manufacturers that they prefer to work with to the table. You might see us actually support more specialized hardware down the road. We don't have anything to announce on that front yet. But if we do, I'd be, I would love to jump on one of these calls again yeah. to report on that. Uh, but so far, tracking physical assets, 
being able to locate misplaced items like wheelchairs in a hospital environment or bedside equipment or um, large boxes of products uh, that are high value, high margin that might be stored at the top level rack in a retail store um, for storage purposes. And now we're wandering around the facility trying to find them. Those set of use cases, uh, that seems to do the trick. Well, I think uh, another thing, just to echo and expand on what you said earlier, is this is a, whilst it's a logical progression, it's actually a major step change in the technology. And I point this out because, you know, previously location was calculated on the phone and the phone has a bunch of sensors. It can kind of look at your accelerometer. It can do all sorts of clever stuff. And there may not be a phone involved in this at all if you're tracking pallets and the, out, the calculations are done in the, in the cloud. And I mentioned this just because as I've looked on behalf of my clients who are typically wanting to assemble a solution, you know, it's very easy for people to say, oh, we did location and we did it on the phone and now we're just doing asset tracking. It's basically the same thing, but it isn't. And there's a lot of hard work to do. And it sounds it, like you guys have at all. really been getting to grips with that. Um, how much does it cost? So the Aruba tags itself, they mm -hmm. start at $40 US list. Mm -hmm. On purpose, we try to hit the mark on being very competitive to Wi-Fi tags that mm -hmm. used to actually last, last much um, uh, less time. Yep. You know, I think it was about six months to nine months. And then they would used to cost a lot more. So we said, why don't we just cut the price barrier there and increase the battery life in the meantime. Um, in addition, of course, there is a Aruba WLAN infrastructure that needs to go in and Aruba Meridian software solution that needs to uh, support and make sense of all the uh, tag tracking data. Okay. And what are the protocols that are being used? And I guess to some extent it doesn't really matter so much because we're not dealing with the whole iPhone versus Android thing. But uh, are you just chirping out iBeacon packets or what, what's the They're deal? just, they're based on um, iBeacon. Yeah. Uh, they're essentially listening. Uh, the Aruba APs always have the capability to listen to um, sources of uh, uh, Bluetooth signals out there. So we're kind of uh, making our own version and they're beaconing at a certain rate and a certain, uh, you know, packet length and a frame uh, type for our access points to make sense out of them and detect them and track where they are. Uh, the good thing about Aruba AP Bluetooth radios is they're always listening. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's not not too many scheduling events or anything like that, wake-up calls, et cetera, that we need to waste time on. One of the benefits of the Bluetooth technology, right, it's just very simple yet very effective um, on tracking, tracking assets, um, if that makes sense. Very good. It does. Um, we've got to wrap up fairly soon, but I'm going to try and just get a few more questions in. So use cases, we've already talked about lots. You've talked about healthcare. Obviously, we're all getting old and sick, and so that makes sense. And you're tracking assets, and uh, presumably you can track people as well uh, in, uh, in, in hospitals. And, yeah, one thing that I want to, I think, clarify is uh, we've looked at the uh, people tracking use case what we realized is there's a lot of legal compliance oh. and latency requirements around people tracking. So when you say people tracking, people automatically assume that independent of how fast a person moves, you should be able to track it. There's no 
there's no you know side mark that you can put and say we can track people and then but we can track it in a couple of minutes right there's no such thing you just either track them how fast they move or not so we're not addressing the people tracking use case because again we want to do this right right we don't want to go out there and like you know like some asset tracking solutions and say of course we can track anything huh? right that's the easiest thing to say I want to see it in action before I publicize it. So we're going to start with physical assets. We're going to learn from the market. And if the market tells us that, hey, this is a use case that can be solved in our environment with the technology that you have with slight improvements, then we will go and attack it. But in the initial release, just physical assets only. I love that you actually say, no, we actually don't do that. That's refreshing. (laughs) Um, uh, So um, I appreciate your uh, correcting that. and, and I would just echo, it is really tricky. I, I've been involved in solution designs where we were tracking small children in schools. And that is very, very difficult because they move <laughs> incredibly rapidly in large groups. And yeah, then they, they also try and steal the uh, receivers as well. So you have to put them quite high. <laughs> I recommend, um, recommend um, um, WearNet sensors and uh, ultra-wideband um, darts as they call it from zebra those are that's the same technology that tracks um basketball players and nfl players on the field so yeah. and, it, and it works great so. very good all right well that's good so uh, other use cases just briefly uh, is it just healthcare? Uh, are there other use cases that you're focusing yeah, we've on? we've seen um honestly corporate campuses started to raise their heads because we have a very successful um, track record in corporate campuses for wireless land projects and these corporate campuses turn into small towns sometimes uh, as you cross two three building um, facility there's all sorts of tools and assets facilities team uses um, education uh, sector of course a lot of the education campuses higher education campuses have healthcare facilities as well um, and if you, you remember, you know, our higher education days, classrooms always change, things move, computer carts all over the place. And uh, those type of use cases started raising their heads as well. Again, the use case essentially is I have my Aruba WLAN already. It's high density because I'm supporting highly mobile users. What else can I do with it? Um, so we're going after specific use cases in healthcare and retail because we believe that line of business cares about those use cases. But our traditional higher education and corporate campus customers uh, might as well start utilizing technology as well. Okay, that makes sense. What about um, Google and Eddystone? You, you guys have been notable as one of the major players in this space that haven't announced support of that. Can you shed any light on, on that? Absolutely. So. We are actually in active uh, discussions internally and externally to create the perfect use case for it. Um, what we'd like to build is a end-to-end solution first that can be adopted by our, our customers. So, for example, if you look at indoor mapping solution, it comes with a standard set of capabilities and then developers build capabilities on top. If you look at AppMaker, it comes with standard set of toolkit and developers make it better. As a tracking, the same way. You know, we follow the same agile development cycle. Two weeks, four weeks, we release a new 
capability with asset tracking. And then you have the tools that are built into our system to get you up and running, but developers make it better. So we want to do something similar for Eddie Stone. It fits right into our existing uh, end-to-end system, beacons, AP beacons, sensors, Meridian software. We enable a couple of applications that we write on our own, and then we let developers make it better. So we're in the investigative phase of that. Uh, we actually started hearing more and more Eddie Stone uh, type requirements. I think the customers are trying to, I think there was a little bit of hype cycle about what Eddie Stone was because it was kind of sort of marketed as a appless mobile engagement mm-hmm. platform. And then people realized that, oh, okay, it's not appless. It's just taking advantage of some of the existing apps on your phone. Uh, and then it, people tracked back to reality and now real world use cases are showing up. Uh, so when those use cases show up, we want to take advantage of that uh, and, and drive it from there. But yeah, it's an active discussion topic for us. Fantastic. Well, it'd be great to see you guys get into that. I, I, uh, Without going too off topic, I'm actually just off to San Diego Airport. We've deployed 12 beacons in the terminals there to promote a, a website. And it's literally over 50% of the website traffic is generated by physical web beacons. That's it's, awesome. That's it, which great. is just, I, I didn't expect that at all. So that's more than we get from the USA Today article that promoted this, the Good Traveler program, which is a carbon offsetting program, more than... Uh, any of the other things. So it's just incredible. So uh, that would be great if you guys got into that. All right. Well, actually, there's loads of things I'd love to talk to you about, but we have to respect people's time. I have to respect your time. So any last things you want to just cover before we sign off? Absolutely. I mean, again, just to uh, reiterate, um, we love mobile. We love people on the move. We want to make them more productive. Um, The asset tracking solution that we deliver here Again, as always, looks at it from a mobile-first standpoint of view. Uh, We are enabling this technology on top of our existing developer SDK and cloud service API. It's not a separate solution. It's not a separate product. So our existing ecosystem partners are taking advantage of it. Uh, There are some new names that I briefly mentioned already that are jumping on board and trying to take advantage of the cloud service API to improve their asset management software capabilities. And uh, going forward, we see that uh, asset tracking use case, just like the mobile engagement use case, are going to depend on the presence of a smartphone. We believe that iOS and Android are the most popular operating systems that people carry with them wherever they go. So uh, we feel like that level of engagement, being able to support large scale, large numbers of mobile app developers in the world is going to give us a a differentiation. So if anybody out there who's listening, who is a mobile app developer who are starting to support enterprise use cases as part of their portfolio, I want to kick tires uh, with our mobile engagement and asset tracking solution. uh, They should just uh, give us a call and take a look at meridianapps.com. Fantastic. Well, that's uh, big news we've covered today. Uh, HP Enterprises Aruba division is now in the RTLS business, the real-time location system business in the asset tracking space. Great vote of confidence in that part of the ecosystem. Uh, Oza, thanks so much for telling us all about it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
what are the three songs that you'd take to Mars if you ever three songs songs I mean they can we can be flexible if you want an album then I'll I'll, I'll negotiate I will with you probably on that. take that's a very good question this is very tricky because I, I spend my time on email and Spotify playlist all day long but we've reached a stage where you don't keep track of albums anymore right you just kind of listen through but I will take a C album probably with me. Mm-hmm. I listened to her quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And then Queens of the Stone Age has to come um, with me and then probably Daft Punk. Fantastic. Go back to my university and high school days. All right. Very yeah. good. Um, so how did you end up doing this job just out of interest? Um, so the interesting thing is I've been, uh, part of the Aruba team since 2004, started as an engineer and back in the day, we had a interesting challenge of making people believe that mobility infrastructure will be the primary way people connected in the enterprise, just like it was becoming the primary connectivity for people in their social lives. Right. So it all started with the cordless phone at home and then the cell phone arrived and then we started talking to each other. Uh, we used to complain about how calls dropped while we were on the highway driving, but that became the dominant technology. And Wi-Fi was the only candidate to offer that dominant technology, thanks to Intel Centrino. So we would go and knock around doors in 2005, 2006 and say, hey, Wi-Fi is going to be amazing. You know, you should just rely on that for your primary network connectivity. And people will laugh at us and like, that will never happen, go away. So we went through that phase of, uh, excitement, disbelief, you know, challenges around security deployment scale with Wi-Fi, with mobility. And along the way, my career evolved from engineer to technical marketing to um, field support, sales enablement, and I used to lead our product marketing team up until last November. And, uh, of course, a lot changed uh, since 2008, right, with the arrival of the smartphone um, and now I feel like we're at a similar transition in terms of location services. You know, it's very common now for us to think that we can interact with our friends while we're on the go, share our location, find a car that's moving and look at and watch it on the smartphone screen when we book it. Uh, we can find our keys at home using a tracker. A lot of people are getting used to that idea. Ask the question, where am I? Where is it? Where are they in our social lives? And I said, you know what? I kind of want to feel that same excitement, um, uncertainty that I felt in 2005, 2006 with Wi-Fi with location services. So I said, okay, let's, let's go back to the drawing board and see if this piece of technology, this piece of mobility technology can be relevant in the enterprise market as well, which I believe that it will be because, you know, we're all social animals. We like to bring our social behaviors and the technologies that we accustom to, to our work life. Um, so that's how kind of the journey started. And, you know, you talk to Keo, uh, he brilliant mind, another founder, Nick Farina, brilliant mind. They founded the company around indoor mapping solution. Then it became an indoor location solution thanks to the advent of Bluetooth beacons. And now it's evolving. So it's great to see it evolve and help uh, the technology reach its next phase and hopefully adapt it with a lot more Aruba, Aruba customers. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.